You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. Mandatory Samson Podcast, the first and only podcast to be this incredible right from the start. My name is Chris. Across from me is my good friend, Andrew. Hey. And to my right is my, you know, this guy we know, Joey. Hi, everybody. Hey, Joey. Joe, you sick? I am. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to try to get through today. Okay. Thank you for sniffling right into the microphone. That's fine. I my mic's getting all loose. On. Okay, there we go. Oh, all shit. right. Everything's good. Okay, that's great. Um... Hey guys, listen, it's uh, January 15th, 2015. This is unfortunately not episode 15 of the Mandatory Samson Podcast. That would have been cool as shit. Would have been cool. But it just didn't work out. This is episode 14. Listen, I don't want to start off on a negative note, but I got to say, Andy, I feel like you took a little bit of a beating over this scruffy thing over the last couple of... Yeah, and I, and, I get, <laughs> and I just want to reiterate how happy Chris is about that. <laughs> Never have I had a friend who is so happy to see his good friend take an absolute beating over comments <laughs> and fucking Twitter. Uh, Look, all right, let me explain it. I was doing that. That would the the thing I feel like that got lost on some people, and I and I don't deny that I was being an asshole, but that was kind of we. It was a bit. We were doing a thing, and I. I wasn't doing it to be mean. I was just doing it to help w- move it along, and I thought it made it funny. And I also got a lot of comments of people who thought that that helped it, that that made it funny. So I, I will say, in fairness, when I listened to it later that night, um, I I actually texted you, and I was like, yeah. you doing that, I think, made it funny. It but, it, but it could have killed momentum. It didn't. I thought it was funny. It didn't. All right. And, I, and Chris came up to me. I was downstairs <laughs> bartending, and Chris came up to me after the show and was like, Hey, man, uh, I don't think you should do that next time. <laughs> I was like, do what? Like, because I didn't think anything of it. Like, I really didn't think it was a big deal. And Chris was like, yeah, just, you know, maybe, like, not trash me while we're... No. Oh, there's porn <laughs> on my computer. That's um, That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, I wasn't trying to kill momentum. I thought it was funny. I was just adding a different perspective to it. So I apologize to all you angry fans who <laughs> commented. Uh, I will say we got a lot of emails. I got Snapchats, uh, Mansamp on Snapchat, about the snuffy, thi- uh, snuffy thing, the scruffy thing. Uh, some guy sent me one. He was in his car. He said he spit tea all over the car. He was really <laughs> excited about it. We got tweets, comments on SoundCloud. It, it was really good. And I also want to say that we got into the Charlie Ebdo thing. And I got a lot of great emails and comments about that. Uh, in particular, uh, Megan, I'm not going to say her last name, but she mm-hmm. sent an email, a long, thoughtful email, which I responded to. And I really appreciate that. Another dude sent a, a comment on SoundCloud, which I really appreciated. And um, of course, our uh, super fan Jolie sent us some comments on SoundCloud, which is really, really cool. Um, I want to say thank you, everybody, for the snaps. I really didn't get Snapchat at first. I, I do get it now. I really uh, enjoy it. And, um, you know, so thank you. I really appreciate that. Listen, this is how this episode's going to go. We're going to do a bit of a recap on everything that's happened in the week since the Charlie Hebdo thing. Mm-hmm. There was the huge uh, Unity March, which I want to get into. And then some other, like, reaction to it um, that I-, I find interesting. And we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get into that uh, in a little bit. Also, we have, a, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but we have an f- amazing clip of Nancy Grace 
talking to two chains about pot, <laughs> uh, which I didn't, I didn't watch it live, and I never watched Nancy Grace, and I truly couldn't believe that this is the way this person is on TV all the time. It's just stunning. It's a, uh, it's hilarious. We're gonna go through that uh, a little bit later as well. I, I, it's like the funniest SNL skit of all time, but it's real life. It's, it's actually happening. so fucking funny. Uh, also, this is a gr- I'm very excited about this episode. We have our good friend Brian Wilson in studio. He is going to join the show a little bit later on. He we're going to Andy brought a great uh clip, right? What what was that about? Uh it's a it, I'm sure you guys have seen it probably. It's uh it's called The Rap Battle uh parody and it's just it's that. It's a parody of a rap battle and it is the funniest fucking thing I've seen in a long time. Me and Joey haven't seen it. I'm, I'm pretty sure Brian hasn't seen it. Brian uh for those of you that don't know is in a band called You Bred Raptors which we played uh, a couple of weeks ago, a yep. great song off that, uh, off his album. And he's a, also a very accomplished freestyle rapper. So he's going to do maybe a little freestyle. Nice. He's going to tell us some stories from his life. He's a very funny guy, and I'm, I'm excited to have him on the show. He is. That's the thing about Brian is he has some of the best and most unbelievable, not, not unbelievable because they're so far-fetched, but just unbelievable in the sense of awkwardness and <laughs> perhaps shame that might, come, that might come with some of them. But yes. they're amazing, and they're always hilarious. Yeah, so look forward to that. Uh, We have a sponsor, guys, off the bat. Uh, Let's get right to that sponsor video right now. What could be better than Golden Corral's piping hot and delicious yeast rolls? How about six free yeast rolls to take home? I like the sound of that. That's right. Hurry in for our legendary dinner buffet for one low price and take home six free yeast rolls. They're world-famous, baked fresh daily, and absolutely free. Free. That works for me. This deal won't last forever, so bring in the family and take home six free yeast rolls. Yup, that's how we roll. Golden Corral, help yourself to happiness. Whoa. Let me ask you something. When you guys hear the word yeast, what do you think of immediately? Infections. Do you think of infections? Do you think of vagina? you think of a problem down there? I think of a gross vagina. Uh, I don't understand why they would choose to say yeast eight times in that commercial. It just (laughs) makes absolutely no sense. I think it's implied that there's yeast in a roll. The, right, you don't have to emphasize the word yeast. No. That's that's absolutely insane, Joey. That's, but these rolls have extra yeast in it. Yeah, but that's horrible. But that's, saying extra yeast to anybody sounds awful. Right, you immediately think of Vagisil. They should have done a co-commercial with Vagisil. Yeah. It's disgusting. Also, let me. have you guys ever been to a Golden Corral? No, I have not. Never. I always see these goddamn ads, and I'm like, I'll go to a Golden Corral. I'll try it. They have, them, you. they have them in Missouri. Yep. Yeah, You're, but that's what I figured. Yeah. They might have them in the Midwest. Yeah. I, I want to go to one, and can I actually... I know I don't, but can I also just tell you this like weird kind of like fantasy world that I have in my head sometimes? Sure. I fantasize about being a truck driver. What? Go, well, God, I what? do too. Do you really? <laughs> I do too. All the fucking time. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, really? that is. I thought I was alone in this. No, 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 no. I fantasize it all the time what is it about that that just intrigues you it's about being on the road having that huge truck with right. like the big with the bed in the back and, yeah yeah yep. and just like and especially when it's cold out i always see them on the highway on the train and you're just like they're in that warm truck they're smoking cigarettes they're yep. drinking coffee like and you're just in it and you're just on the road and <laughs> Talk, yeah. fucking nailed it i'm yeah. so excited right now that's amazing yeah I think about, oh, I'm at a truck stop diner having some coffee at 5 in the morning. It's the fucking real deal. And then this ties into Golden Corral because it's like, you know what? Maybe I have Thanksgiving dinner at Golden Corral. Right. Because I'm a truck driver. What are you going to do? I can't get home. Sorry. God, that is incredible. Wow. Uh, See, this is, see, we're fine. This is great. 
Uh, amazing. So anyway, so Golden Corral, thanks for the sponsorship. Thank we appreciate it. Maybe change it to dinner rolls instead of yeast rolls. I don't know. That would be nice. Uh, if anybody can let me and Andy intern as truck drivers, maybe at some point we'll do that. Yeah. Um, one last thing, quick thing I want to throw Go out. Go ahead. Truck driving in Alaska. How do you feel about it? Ooh, like ice road truckers? Yeah. Uh, not Maybe not ice road trucking, but I just... Along with trucking, I've told you about my fascination with Alaska mm-hmm. and just being kind of remote. Just, I'm just saying, like, imagine being a truck driver up there. You're like hauling the big loads up to the mines and stuff. Could be, could be an extra thing that might be pretty cool. It could be an interesting thing. I'm more into the idea of just uh, going across America. Yeah, just definitely. going across America. Absolutely. Okay, but a well, stint in Alaska could be cool. That'd be great, Joey. Wait, what? Can I ask you something? Yes. Is my laptop not charging? What is happening here? Did something get disconnected? Can you maybe fi- fix this somehow? Okay. Okay. Real quick, because I don't want the computer to die, because that's where all my fucking notes are. Mm. Uh, all right, guys, listen. We're going to get into this Charlie Hebdo like kind of recap thing. Um, I want to say, according to The Intercept, which is a great uh, website started by Glenn Greenwald, who uh, was involved in the Snowden thing. He was the journalist involved in that. Jeremy Scahill, who's another terrific uh, like war terrorism journalist, he, they uh, their website says that Al Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula is behind the Paris attack. They're they're claiming that they have a source that says that. So that's something interesting to keep your eye on. I also have some other shit about uh, Al Qaeda in Yemen and Saudi Arabia and stuff. We'll get into. On the way here, I found this great clip of Jeremy Scale on CNN that I want to play really quickly, just to give you an idea that this guy is not fucking around and why you should probably pay attention to him. He's being interviewed on CNN, and this is what he had to say about uh, terrorism journalism in the media. That uh, I wanted to highlight because uh, uh, something I found interesting: uh, the corporate media coverage is rep- revving up the fear engine again. Is one of the things you said, and that essentially states will always look for a reason to overreact and restrict uh, civil liberties, and then it's hard to dial back. What do you? Clearly, you think this is being overcovered. Well, no, it's not that it's being overcovered. It's that. Uh, for, on, on the one hand, you know, I, I think there is a very serious issue here and a horrid massacre that all of us uh, should condemn. And clearly this is a problem, but I think that we are inflating um, these attacks to a level that is uh, much beyond the actual threat that they pose to our societies. And hypocrisy on, was on full display yeah. on Sunday with all these world leaders, many of them are enemies of the press themselves. I also think that CNN and MSNBC and Fox um, are engaging in the terrorism expert industrial complex where you have people on as paid analysts that are largely frauds who have made a lot of money off of portraying themselves as terror experts and have no actual on-the-ground experience. You have on-the-ground experience, Hala. I listen when you speak because I think you're credible. Some of your paid analysts uh, that you have on this network or other networks basically are just making money off of the claim that they're experts on terrorism and really don't have the scholarly background or on-the-ground experience to justify being on your network or any other network. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I respect your opinion. It's like why I have it. This is why I like having you on, Jeremy Scale. You certainly speak your mind, and we appreciate your analysis, Mm. even though I don't always agree with you. Thanks very much, Jeremy Scale, for your expertise there in New York. All righty. (laughs) <laughs> so that's Jeremy Scahill. That's the intercept. So if you guys want to get some like actual reporting about things that are going on in the Muslim world or whatever, uh, anything involving terrorism, that's a place to go. They also have NSA stuff, and it, it's just oh, really, nice. it, it's really good. Um, so the Unity March took place in Paris. That's what he was referencing. Mm-hmm. About three point seven million people came out, which is phenomenal. Uh, that's great. It's the largest uh, rally in French history. Uh, and he was referencing that there was a lot of world leaders there. 
uh, su- supposedly supporting free speech mm-hmm. when a lot of them have terrible records in their own countries. Yeah. Um, so one, oh, you know what? Before we get into this next thing, I just want to read. This guy, Manuel Valls, who's the prime minister of uh, France, had a great quote about the attacks and i really like what he had to say because i don't feel like this is something that's going to be said or would be said in america i just like the way that this guy cut to the chase and and made some great points i'm just going to read this quote real quick this is manuel Vales. he goes we're at war but not at war against a religion not against a civilization but at war to defend our values which are universal it is a war against terrorism and radical islam against everything aimed at breaking solidarity liberty and fraternity Our compatriots and citizens who are Muslim by confession and culture are also the victims of terrorism. This is perhaps the most important message, the refusal, the refusal of this confusion. Jihadism tries to create that confusion. We are not a collection of communities. We are one nation, a republic with values, generosity, solidarity, fraternity, secularism, which thing that's not going to be said in America. Uh, We must also be lucid. Anti-Semitism, racism, hatred of the other, which is something that we've talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. These things are intolerable. Journalists were killed for drawing. Police were killed for protecting us. And Jews were killed because they were Jewish. This is what is intolerable. The indignation must be total and permanent. Yeah. I mean Amazing. that's that's a that's a professional uh, statement by an actual leader. Like that's something that I actually really appreciate. Andy, you got any thoughts on that? Um, no, not really. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't really have anything further than that. The thing that stood out to me was that he he made a point about secularism, which I think is 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 um, yeah. an important thing because especially even in America, yeah, we don't have like extremists to the extent that they're going to go blow things up. Although some do go well, to like abortion do. clinics and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's an important point. But. God. Oh, you just said we don't have extremists, but what about all the shootings that happen in America? Those aren't. You do, but it's not, not religious. religious extremists. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. the distinction I'm trying to make. Yeah, which is why I think the secularism thing is an important thing for him to bring up, and I think it's it's sure. very cool that that's out in the public sphere. Some of the emails I got, in particular the one from Megan uh, that I mentioned earlier. Oh yeah, if you want to send us an email, it's mandatorysamps at gmail.com. I really appreciate all the comments and whatnot. She included in her comments mm-hmm. about what we were talking about that there's this media hypocrisy where 12 people get killed or 15 people get killed in France. It becomes an international tragedy and we're mm-hmm. all paying attention to it. And she wasn't saying that that shouldn't be the case. But she was also saying that in places like Nigeria during the same time frame, 2,000 people were killed by Boko Haram. But which- that... Um, no good. Sorry, but is that's oh, that always seems to be a um, a recurring theme whenever a tragedy like this happens, and we focus on it for you know the media focuses on it for a week or whatever, right? But and whenever that happens, there's always a group that's like, well, you know that you know 500 people were killed in Mexico in right. the cartel war. And like, and this and that. And it's like, we shouldn't be, it's like, yeah, but those are ongoing. Like we see that in the news every day. You know what I mean? This this is one thing that is one big thing that happened. We know there's ongoing genocide and wars and horrible things happening. This is just one like big incident. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, it's out of the norm, which, which is kind of damning to the extent, right? Where we're like, well, yeah, of course, 2000 Nigerians got killed. Yeah. And of course they're finding 500, you know, unmarked graves in the deserts of yeah. mexico because that's just what happens down right, there. it's right. horrible but 
it's become a constant. No doubt about it. And uh, something I was reading actually, and like it's a it's a famous quote, I'm sure, where it's like uh, one person dies, it's a tragedy. A million people die, it's a, a statistic, mm-hmm. and like that's kind of what yeah, we're dealing with. That's what it is. Um. So, but I just wanted to mention that because I think it's a fair point. Did you have something to say about that, Joe? It seemed like yeah. The the one thing that I really hate is the way everyone always tries to put a number on something. I like the statistic thing. What? What? Yeah. Because it's more than just twelve people. You you know, it's twelve human beings who had families who are just living everyday lives, or the two thousand Nigerians sure. in that incident. I just feel that sometimes we lose the value when we just put a number on it. Yeah. Well, that's the that's exactly right. Yeah, of course. That that is the point of that thing where it's like Joey got killed. Oh my god. Right. Yeah. 10,000 blah blah blahs got killed. Well, you know, it is yeah. what it is, right? And you think about it like that company, it's a journalist company. There's real lives. We're a media company. Right. Somebody could come in here and kill a bunch and kill all of us and then My god, you, do you know, know how famous we be? Yeah. Well, not cool. Martyrs. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Um, but yeah, that it hits a lot closer to home. And you think about like that could have been all of us here. Somebody mm-hmm. could kick that door open, and kill all of us. It right, would be a lot different. Well, and one of the uh, like the point I made back in the email, like as I was reading it, is that um, first of all, the media loves covering when something happens to the media. You know, it's like sure. that, that yeah. becomes a thing where they can you know get on their high horse. One of their whatever. own, man. Yeah, exactly. And I and my other point was. And I'm not saying that this is right, but I think part of the reason why something like that happened in Nigeria with Boko Haram uh, doesn't get the coverage that this does is because this is, quote, the civilized world. You know what I mean? It's like Mm. this shit's not supposed to happen here. Of course, that shit's supposed to happen in Africa. You know, it's like that type of uh, mentality, which, yeah, it's wrong. But I I, I don't know. I mean, a part of me goes, look, I get why this this is the way that it it works. Sure. Um, I wanted to bring this up because the... I think the end result of this whole thing is that we've been talking a lot about free speech. Mm-hmm. A couple of things happened uh, in the days after the shooting that I think are interesting to bring up. In Saudi Arabia, which it's funny, the Americans are allies with Saudi Arabia. We get oil from them. And, you know, th- there's been a historic relationship between the United States and Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, which is where the um, Al Qaeda, this group, the Al Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, they're in Yemen and Saudi Arabia. Okay. In Saudi Arabia, there's this journalist. Uh, named Raif Raif Badawi. He's a journal. He's a blogger, and he just went through the first part of his punishment. He got arrested for mm-hmm. the things that he was saying, and I have a couple of his quotes because they're great and they kind of echo what uh, Manuel Walls was talking about. He is sentenced to ten years in jail and a thousand lashes in public. Basically, oh. they whip this guy. He gets fifty a week, and he already went through the first fifty. He's not going to make. What it, are they honestly. using to whoop him? Uh, just a, a whip, I guess, a flogger or whip something. Whip or yeah. a stick? Because I don't know, think sometimes they do that bamboo stick thing. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm not sure what it is, but horrible. Yeah, absolutely horrible. And um, the fact that, and we are making the distinction between a blogger and a journalist, just so that's noted. Um. Yes, I will make the distinction, but I don't want to demean what no, this guy's writing well, because I think it's important. But yeah, of course, of course there's a difference, right? Um, let me just read some of these quotes mm-hmm. because this is what we're talking about when we say that. Because last week, something that we got into is that the change uh, has to come from the Muslim world. We want leaders from sure. the Muslim community, from Islam. Speaking out. Speaking out, but not here. Like, yeah, it's good that they do that. They condemn it. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. And no, oh, go ahead. 
but the the important thing is that people that are actually in jeopardy potentially like this guy's going to be punished now for saying what he said right that's what needs to be done and people need to stand up for that person within his own community sure and just i and i wasn't meaning to demean him as a blogger versus like a well-known journalist but i'm just saying making that distinction it's not like he's like a news correspondent or something. This is a guy in that country just writing his blog. And oh, sure. maybe it's it's somewhat famous, but you know, you think about that. Just him writing his personal opinion in a blog has got him ten years in jail and getting beat horrifically for how how many? A thousand lashes. A thousand lashes. And what at a time? Fifty, 50 at a time. So it's tw- you know twenty uh, installments. Of this. He's not going to make it through. You know, like you don't he, think you think I, he'll I, die? Yeah, I think they'll he'll end up dying. Sure, because you're not going to recover from fifty lashes every week. Like oh, it's 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 per fifty week? this week, fifty next oh, week till they yeah, hit a no, thousand. He's not going to make it. There's no time to heal. And, it, and that's not a problem. They don't care about the fact that if he dies. No, I think that that's probably expected. like in lieu of a, yeah, like the, in lieu of a death sentence. They're just like because because if he does we'll survive, just beat the, you to death. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, they beheaded a woman in the street today, actually in Saudi True, Arabia, yeah. which is uh, adorable. But let me read some of these quotes. This is Raif Badawi, and I'm sure there's like petitions online. I haven't really looked, but po- you know, possibly go sign it. Uh, let me let me read some of his quotes because this guy's really the epitome of bravery. He goes, "As soon as a thinker starts to reveal his ideas, you will find hundreds of fatwas that accused him of being an infidel just because he had the courage to discuss some sacred topics." I'm really worried that Arab thinkers will migrate in search of fresh air and escape the sword of the religious authorities. Now, that's bold, accurate, and exactly what we were talking about last week. That's yeah. that's spot on. He continued, this is not, these are just quotes. He goes, secularism respects everyone and does not offend anyone. Secularism is the practical solution to lift countries, including ours, out of the third world and into the first world. Amazing, because that echoes exactly what's being said in France. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. This is, uh, this is my favorite thing that he said. He goes, I'm not in support of the Israeli occupation of any Arab country. But at the same time, I do not want to replace Israel by a religious state whose main concern would be spreading the culture of death and ignorance amongst his people when we need modernization and hope. States based on religious ideology have nothing except the fear of God and an inability to face up to life. Look at what happened after the European people succeeded in removing the clergy from public life and restricting them to their churches. They built up human beings and promoted enlightenment, creativity, and rebellion. States which are based on religion can find their people in the circle of faith and fear. Spot on spot on it's inspiring and he's going to probably die for saying that mm-hmm. that's what we need you know we don't, i don't want people to die obviously but we need people who are young in the in the muslim world to stand up to the religious bullshit that's going on there because that's the only way that that things are going to be modernized and, and normalized throughout yeah. that region you know uh so anyway so i found that really uh really interesting the other uh just to the to end that point the egyptian president abdel fatah al-sisi calls for a revolution in islam okay, okay. so that's going along with what we're saying and sheikh hassan nasrallah uh says that extremists oh he's the hezbollah guy he like leads hezbollah oh really oh, okay. yeah which is a you know quote terrorist organization right uh he says that extremists hurt islam and muhammad more than cartoons so now when you have the head of Hezbollah coming out and saying that, that's powerful. That's important. Yes. That, that's exactly what we were talking about last week. And, I, and I, I'm happy to see that because we got some pushback on the idea of like, well, they should condemn these attacts. Muslims should mm-hmm. condemn. Yeah, they should. 
Because the only way that you're going to actually stem the tide of this type of extremism is to A, give a separate voice. Mm-hmm. Go, You don't have to go down that route. Uh, and B, these are people that are actually in the faith. And they go, no, this yeah. is not the way that we should be doing this. So I think that's extremely important. <laughs> Joe's just, yes. Joe's just staring at me. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, all right. So that's a little wrap-up of that. I did want to bring this up because I, I find this uh, ironic and I think we could probably have a good conversation about it. There's this comic in France, and pardon if I don't uh, say his name correctly, Duidon Mbala Mbala, okay? He's a comic in France. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little background on him. He, uh, he has the, he, he's, a, he's an asshole, okay, I, I believe. From what I've read about him, he's an asshole. He's got this, like, uh, he doesn't act, but it's, like, extremely provocative. And he does this... Um, like faux Nazi salute thing that he's kind of like patented that like that's like his trademark move or whatever. And he's been convicted for inciting anti-Semitism a number of times in France. Mm-hmm. And he might be an anti-Semite. I'm not defending this guy for this reason. But he was arrested uh, dur- the, over this last week to be tried on suspicion of glorifying terrorism. He wrote that he felt Charlie Kalabali on Facebook. Kalabali was the guy that killed the people in the uh, the deli. The okay. did the kosher deli. Um, he can face seven years in jail for glorifying terrorism, but that, that was the post that he put. What is interesting to me is that we're talking about freedom of speech. What separates what this guy's saying, and yeah, he might be an asshole, he might be anti-Semitic, but in a week when we're trying to glorify freedom of speech and the exchange of ideas... You're going to punish him. Yeah, you're going to put a comic, an ar- quote, an artist, right? Because he's not actually... He, that, that's part of his shtick, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to put him in jail for saying something, right? So doesn't that kind of cut the opposite way of what we've been talking about over the last week and we've been trying to say that France is great at? Yeah, I I feel it comes down to, it depends, I guess, whose set of laws you want to follow, I guess. Because it is the same thing. It's supposed to be freedom of speech. You're supposed to be able to say this. But if it's said in the wrong context, now he's glorifying nazism or whatever it may be and now he has to go to jail for seven years right well and that's the that's sort of my question like do you think there should be because i kind of believe in absolute free speech where you know unless it's a threat i think you should probably be able to say whatever you want if people don't want to listen to you they won't if people do want to listen to you they can uh where is the line do you think that there is a line between being able to have free speech but there's a point where you go well he's kind of bringing up like the nazis and that could be a problem no uh my idea of free speech is what you said is that unless it's a threat um i don't believe you should be censored and i don't believe there should be a penalty for speaking about what you think on certain topics i know i I know it can be dangerous and i know in certain situations they need to put a cover on it like um i don't know if you think about like uh jim morrison like inciting a riot like at a concert i can see that being a big deal him saying shit like they have to take people off stage because there could be potential Lives lost, there could be a lot of damage, there could be a big problem. But as far as just somebody writing their opinion online or in a newspaper or just saying it on a radio show, I, I really can't get behind that that could be dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I feel it, like when people will just not agree with you. If you're saying crazy things, people will just be like, oh, that guy's an asshole. Right. Right. I mean, I think the problem, because, and I think the fear is when, when they put a guy like this in jail, the fear is that his words are going to result in action. 
Sure. That, you know, yeah, uh-huh. it, that, but that's what it is. It's There should only be a question or penalties um, put on somebody if it's going to result in action and violent action. Right, because we have laws against that. We have laws exactly. against killing somebody or attacking anything. You know, like that's an actual crime. Fine. Now you've shifted into crime. But to have what is essentially a thought crime, I think is a dangerous precedent to set, especially in the face of what we just saw. Well, and especially in this, and ever, I'm not defending. In this, I want to make that clear. My girlfriend's Jewish. I love her. Sure, she's nice. Yeah, and I, yeah, she's she is very nice. I can vouch for that. Um, what the fuck does that mean? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so and, uh, wait, let Andy finish this point again. I just forgot it. I'm sorry. Damn it. No. Okay. Now it's back. Um, yeah. No. In this ever changing world of fear of censorship from governments becoming too powerful and things like that i think there's definitely something to be said for well if we you know outlaw one thing or make you know throw the book at one thing that could be a very slippery slope into censoring everything absolutely not to mention i was always under the impression especially the fact that he is a comedian so people all going paying money to see him and he has a microphone it's supposed to be. <laughs> I like how you put the. Uh, what is it? He he's supposed to have the microphone, which a means microphone. A microphone. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it, it, it's. I love he actually he's... shook his hand like this. <laughs> no, it's a microphone. To, a microphone. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Yeah, but I'm seriously, Italian, it's, it's okay. It's supposed to be that people are there to to listen. He, you know, he's an artist performing his his craft, sh- his, craft his gig, whatever it may be. Right. Isn't any of that taken into consideration? Like, should, should there be a line saying maybe because he's a comedian, we give him extra well artistic license, uh, right. license, or if or if it were a politician up on stage, then doing all this? But I think that's when we go back into like the the reference I made to like Jim Morrison in New Haven inciting mm. a riot. I think when somebody, I think then there, there could be something said for it when there's somebody in front of a group of people where what they're saying could result in direct action from that group of people, from that group of people in that room feeling it so much and being like, okay, let's like tear, you know, let's go out and like fuck something up or let's go out and let's a destroy action, this place. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like if there's a call to action there, I think you can say, okay, we got to get this guy off stage. Right. That's the difference. Call to action. Exactly. Yeah. Right. If he's so, just so, up so, there so saying, what's he calling to action? Well, here, here's what I was going to say. They okay. have shut down a number of his shows the where they refuse to have, let him perform sure. and things like that. Okay. This is a Facebook post. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of a gray area. Yeah. If you're of the mind that things should not, you know, certain things can't be said that's not performance that's him on facebook but you could also argue that like well it's a public statement so it is part of his character you know what i mean Mm. like so it's one of those well that's the question is there has there been the conversation of whether this is like satirical though I have. I didn't is get it, that far into it. Well, is it? you have to assume that as a performer, there's obviously elements of truth to every every uh, every performer. Of course, okay. But yes, the the I think we're around a lot of comics. I think they would freely admit that like it's a heightened state when they're on stage. Yes, mm-hmm. they're exaggerating things that happen. They might even be making things up that happen well, for the joke of it. And mm-hmm. that's a conversation we have a lot. Is right. um is about comedian how 
comedians feel about other comedians being truthful or not truthful. And while there is the understanding that everything's heightened, some comedians don't agree. Uh, Aaron, for example. Yeah. Aaron is a very truthful comic. He yes. doesn't like to stray. He won't, he'll exaggerate, but he won't outright make up a situation right. just for a joke. Right. And that's his style. Okay. He that's comes from personal style. But there are other people right. who do that. And it's not that one's right and one's wrong. It's just your style of doing it. Well, like the uh, great example that uh, gets brought up a lot, I think probably on the Joe Rogan podcast, I've seen him talk Joe about Rogan it a bunch. Joe so great. Love Joe Rogan. He's the man. Um, he talks about Tracy Morgan being on stage. He got in trouble yeah. for comments that he made where he said he'd beat his son to death or something if he yeah. was gay. It's not true. Oh, He's not okay. going to do that. He didn't, yeah. That's not going to happen. No. People got mad at him. Where's the line? You know, like, where's the line? And nobody's saying he can't say that. It's a little bit of a different example. But, right, mm-hmm. it's like that. that is not realistic that he's going to say on stage, I'm going to kill my kid and then go beat him if he's gay. It's right. not realistic. Um, I wanted to read this quote. The interior minister, Bernard uh, Casanueve, said that he thinks he's in France, obviously. Casanueve said he thinks European officials should work more closely with Internet companies to eliminate hate speech and content glorifying terrorism. And this I also had an article. We don't have to get into it from The Intercept where they're saying that increasingly they're criminalizing online speech, which this is again, this is the slippery slope that we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yep. Let me pose you. Well, let me just say 54 cases have been opened since the attacks in France. Thirty seven condone terrorism. Okay. What? Twelve of them were threats. Threats are a problem. Condoning it is your opinion. If you think that they did the right thing, you should be allowed to say that. You're wrong, but you should be allowed to say that. This is my question. This is kind of how we'll wrap up this part. Isn't at a certain point then, if you're going to criminalize speech, which is what they're doing, isn't Charlie Hebdo putting Muhammad on the cover of their magazine, uh, putting all these like offensive things to religions? Isn't that hate speech at a certain point? Are we justifying the attacks? Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, I'm just It's asking. like back to the hill. Well, they were doing their job. They were just following orders. So. Right. Well, yeah. but, but here's... But here, no, because again, like we said, actions are the problem. Actions are crimes. Yeah, no, I'm but, No, that. I know. But in this context, though, where they're going to put this guy in jail potentially for saying yeah. some shit, isn't the magazine also doing something that is offensive to another group? But why is that okay? So I feel, and I think it is okay. I'm not saying that it's not. Yeah, okay, but, but then isn't that? Ju- I'm sorry, Joey. Uh, that's just what we're talking about, though. Action versus thought. You know what I mean? Yeah, we but can all put- we can all think it's it's terrible that they're like you can as a Muslim think it's awful that they're putting this picture of Muhammad on the cover. And that that's terrible, but you have to have, and again, this goes back to another conversation we had, you have to have some kind of disconnect, some some type of like sociopathic thing, thought process where you think it's okay to go into one of these buildings and start killing people. I'm glad you brought that up because in uh, that, that reminded me of something in the email uh, that I got, I was answering, that point was brought up where it's mm-hmm. like, there's sociopaths in every group. True, there are. Yes. However, something that I find interesting is that religions, and I maybe I brought this up last week, but I want to reiterate it, they encourage irrationality. Believe in something that you oh. can't see, mm. right? They, you're believing in something you can't see. You have to have faith in it. And essentially, the more you believe in that thing, the more faithful you are. So it's a good thing in religion to just believe in something that is unprovable. Isn't faith such an interesting concept? Yeah, yes, yeah. it's the mo- it's the most interesting concept Probably, when we talk about right? this stuff. Yeah, because th- our belief. belief, belief, right? Mm-hmm. Just oh yeah, that thing's there. Sure, believe it, right? 
It's there. Right. Santa there Claus. We train kids right from the beginning. The Easter Bunny, it's whatever. So, it's so wild when you actually say it. Yeah. yeah. No, Believe. absolutely. Well, Just but, trust us. It's there. But that, and, that, and that is a means of control, obviously, in a lot of these countries. And, but my point is, if we're going to l- allow that type of behavior around the world and almost encourage it, we go, oh, he has a great faith and blah, blah, blah. Then why are these guys crazy for running into a building and doing something based on their faith? Are they sociopaths or is it just religion? I don't know. It, because to me, there's a or, distinction there between Jeffrey Dahmer and these guys. Right. Or are they so clear right, that exactly. this is what needs to be done? That's exactly and my point. We, we all just don't get it. And I think that's their argument. Right. I, I believe it to be. Absolutely. And are they can, can, like, but are, are they, they wrong? wrong? I don't know. That's the thing. Maybe we are meant to be in this wildly violent world. Maybe. It sure is. Well, because there will be peace if we just stop fucking with Muhammad, because Muhammad's God. He's right. You know, that's the, that's the like, weird line of it. And this, again, is why we can't criminalize speech. You have to allow these conversations to take place. Could you imagine a world with no religion? And I know that's a very John Lennon thing to say, but mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't think it's possible to yeah. fathom it. But, but there would be. I mean, and I'm sure we'd find something else to to hate that, each that's other what over. I was say, right? Yeah. But right. Well, like, uh, but like we could find skin color. It would probably just be more defined. Sure. Skin color. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think people say a big critique of uh, Western society in the United States is that we worship money. You know, we worship uh, stuff, things, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, we'd find a way, like, it would go from religious violence to um, class violence. You know, like, we, we'd find a way, but. Yeah, and, um, and yeah, and it would probably go more to uh, skin color, which it's funny. Do you, I personally, and I think it's true. That while people make a big deal about racism, um, religion, religion, uh, re- le- religionism, or whatever you would call it, religiosity, religiosity is <laughs> way more extreme. Obviously, because we have actual wars over it. We've we've had wars over racism. You could say the Civil War was over racism in some way, but the Civil but, War. Well, the Civil War was over. I mean, if we're going to get really into it, like the Civil War was over uh, the means of production. Yeah, exactly. They didn't even look at, at no, slaves. No, no, no. But like, I'm just saying, like, if you want to give it really broad, uh-huh. we could argue that there was part racism in the Civil War yes. argument. Anyway, I'm just saying, like, it's it's funny that racism has made a big deal when um, the difference in religion seems to be the the biggest thing in the entire in the entire world, sure, as far sure. as wars and violence and uh, differing op- opinions go. Well, because there's less religions than there are exactly. races of people in exactly. like, p- different countries and people speak. You know, I'm from New Jersey. People in North Jersey talk differently than people in South Jersey. It's like that's the, you know, there's so many different variations mm-hmm. of yeah. people. And if, you know, go ahead. No, well, I was going to say the, the interesting thing about it, it's like all of it the religion the fact that you might hate uh black people whatever because you're white it's all based on where you were born essentially exactly you know what i mean like you're you okay you were born in iraq you're muslim or whatever it is i was born in new jersey i'm cat you know brought up catholic like it's just luck where you end up yeah i mean so it's such a weird thing 
maybe not luck. Not saying that one. No, not luck. That's, not, that's not what I mean. Well, but it's so funny. I, yeah. And if you think back to like, I mean, I think I'm pretty lucky to be a white dude in America. Yeah, I think that's a pretty yeah, good card to be dealt. Right. We're very lucky. Yeah. But anyway, but it's so funny because you bring up like the different accents in Jersey, and in 1776, you might have been, you know, in a state. Uh, state war against the guys from North Jersey. Of course. Yeah. Like over like... We'd we, win that shit. Yeah. Please. <laughs> South Jersey versus North? Come on. Yeah. It's There's okay. no contest. But I mean, all New Jersey's horrible. <laughs> it, you son of a bitch. Well, I mean, I'm just on the... Just coming from the best side of the tri-state, I, uh-huh. I can't help. Right. Can't well, help. like for, like Joey's about to talk. Me and Joey talk completely different. We grew up 10 minutes from each other. Yeah. Joey, tell us. The only thing that I want to focus on though is i feel that religion should be bringing people together not dividing us apart to the point where we're killing each other over that's the dream that's the dream but it's a false hope because the definition of religion is that unless you believe this thing you're wrong exactly it is immediately pitting people against each each other other. that's the fucking issue with it which is why these guys keep bringing up secularism belief in the state a constitution freedom of speech ideal universal rights that we can all share that are not dividing lines Mm. you know what i mean that that's the issue with religion yeah again religion can be a good thing for people if it's a personal faith you're drawing strength from it great Stop trying to impose your religious ideology, your religious rules, your views on on everybody else because that's what freedom of religion is. The freedom to not have one is also uh, tied up in that. This was a great discussion. I'm excited. I was excited to have this talk. I really enjoyed it. Listen, guys, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Right? You guys have said your piece on this. I think that was good, right? We have this Nancy Grace two chains arguing about pot. It might be my favorite thing that I've ever watched on the internet. Okay, so... Do you want to play a two chain song to end it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just sitting here thinking about the song we're gonna play. Let's play. Yeah, we're gonna play a two chain song. Okay. So that look He's, forward to the episode wrapping up with the two chains. Yeah, song. I I like him a lot. I'm a big fan of his. So. I don't really like his music. I find him annoying, but I don't care because I fell in love with him on this clip. It, it is He's my amazing, thing. and you know he's like forty, right? Or yeah, over. Oh, 40. he's that old. Yeah, yeah. yeah he didn't no become idea. famous, mind you. Played basketball for <laughs> that uh, University of Alabama. Right. Um. Yeah. He is. He wasn't famous until his hit first hit song came when he was like thirty nine. Oh, so he was in the game a while, a long time. Okay. Yeah, and he's yeah he's a and he's a huge dude. I actually saw him once in um where was I when I saw him? Maybe it was in maybe uh-huh. it was here in New York actually. But he's like six five or like six oh, wow. six. He's a giant dude, and he's very like goofy looking. And yeah, very, well, like, he's my. But had like huge gold rope chains on, and like he was amazing looking. Two like, of them, right? He had no like eight, <laughs> eight, eight chains. Eight chains. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's awesome. Um, all right, well, we're gonna get into this. You know what? Uh, we were gonna wait a little while longer. Brian Wilson's been sitting. Yeah, here let's bring him up. Yeah, he's him up. a fucking hilarious dude. Flip that mic on. This is uh, Brian Wilson from the band You Bred Raptors. Which uh, where where can we find that album? If we want, you to can buy find it. the album at youbredraptors.com. It's like you y o u bred like yo I bred children. And then raptors, like the fucking dinosaur, you know what I'm saying? I don't know why I have to talk like this. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Brian Wilson, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. We really uh, well, appreciate it. Thank you guys here. for having me on. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some Snapchats. Uh, I, oh, yeah, that's right. We were ta- yeah. I was saying how great Snapchat is. I, I love it. We were talking before the show. You set up a Snapchat minutes before we came I literally 
Chris was telling me that girls would Snapchat him their tits. Yeah, we no, get- no. Occasionally, but Andy gets more than I do. I, I, okay, Andy, you guys are good yeah. looking. I'm, you know, I'm okay. You can you can look me up on the internet. It's, it's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> and I would like some titty pictures. That'd be great for me, just my self esteem. Okay, right. so girls who send me tit pics, send them to Brian Wilson. All right, so it's going to be Brian with a Y W Cello. That's oh, my unbelievable. Oh, Why would you do that? <laughs> Spell cello for everybody so they know. C-E-L-L-O. Let's get some it's titties. All right. Keep Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, W, cello. C-E-L-L-O. Are there any, like, uh, underscores? Nah, no period? underscores. I keep it key. I keep it gangster. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, all right, so send send Brian uh, titties. Yeah, He'll love it. Send Brian tippics. Come on. <laughs> or, or shits, which I get occasionally from the TFM crowd. Yeah, stop really? with the shits. Yes. Seriously. Yeah, you don't have to stop, but, uh, <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's I don't like it. But right. tippics, send them to Brian. All right, so we're going to get into this uh, this and Joey, Grace interview. Yeah, please. Yeah, Joey desperately needs it. Um, <laughs> we're going to get into this um Nancy Grace thing. Brian, if you have something to say, we can pause the clip, whatever. But All right, we're, cool. we're going to let it roll. Okay. So, I, oh, by the way, I don't know what the hell she was talking about. I think some kid, whatever. We'll, we'll get into it. You'll get some the context. Some kid overdosed of on marijuana. Yeah. What? Uh, she ate five marijuana cookies and died. Right, but that, is that the fault <laughs> I didn't of know that was pot, possible. Right. It's not. Oh, is that what she was saying? Okay, let's just get into no, it. that's uh, not what she was saying. This is going to be. Oh, okay. I was about to say, yeah, that's not possible. No, not <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> A superstar in his own right, known as Two Chains. <laughs> two Chains. They're both from Atlanta too. She should have been nice. I, I'm assuming that's she where was, she's from. She's. I don't know where the fuck she's. But from. I think she works out of Fox in Atlanta. I think. Okay. She. I didn't. I've never watched Nancy Grace. I swear to God, no, I've never watched. This is the longest no, I've ever watched no, her. No, 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 she no. talks insane. She goes mm-hmm. Two Chains. Two times. My sister feels good. Love it. <laughs> that John Mulaney joke where he's like, my mom was just like Nancy Grace. She would just make wild accusations <laughs> and wait for something to stick. This is that, that's what it is. This is exactly what this is. Hashtag pot to blame. Also to heat Epps. Also Titty Boy with us uh, from <laughs> Titty Boy. Grounds. This College is the best. Park, Georgia now. One of the most famous rap stars in the world. You know, Two Chains. Uh, first of all, thank you for being with us. You're a star. So many people, so many teens, so many young adults look up to you. Can I ask you, when you hear about cases like this, why do you still support the legalization of marijuana? Because, you know, I know your persona. It's different from your rap persona. That's specifically what we were talking about in the last uh, little bit. Yeah. Right? Two chains is one way off stage, another way on stage. Very insightful point, Nancy Grace. You crazy bitch. Which isn't true at all. No, I, I imagine this guy's very similar to what he's. He's. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here we go. And so is Nancy Grace. I know, for instance, you graduated with a 4.0. That and that wouldn't be possible with marijuana. Oh, wait, she. Two can- chains, happy birthday. Jam records. Um, what all the guys have on regular clothes and the women have on skin tight uh, leopard suits? You know, I, I don't know the answer to that. But <laughs> why do you advocate legalization of pot when you hear stories like what I'm talking about? Well, from the stories that I just heard you talk about, they were um, they had alcohol included, which we all know, um, you know, 
cause you to black out, forget things, and have memory loss. They also dealt with she looks irresponsible like she's people. She, it's yeah. so weird. I, you guys should pull up this clip because uh, it's fun. It's ridiculous to watch. I'll put it. I'll put it uh, on my Instagram. And he's gonna Instagram. <laughs> Nancy Grace <laughs> is out of her mind. I first of all, before we even get any further with this, I don't understand why she's taking this like pot's bad like it's the tide is turned it's over and it's yeah crazy. it, like, it is go. over and just so you know this picture that i'm posting it isn't just like a, a screen grab of like of like when you get somebody like about to blink and they look like crazy <laughs> this is her just face throughout the whole video <laughs> yeah like that's her face yes all right here we go nancy grace uh, continue you nut i don't think that you could put an umbrella on the whole community off these few incidents that you just named. Oh, so what pers- community is that? The, the, smoke, the smokers, the stoners community. I just feel like you can't use these particular stories okay, to so define everybody Daddy, that has recreational I'm not defining, use. I'm not defining everybody. Mommy and daddy, that's a big word that she uses a lot to uh, describe the plight of the children in her cases. It's mommy and daddy were so, they were so high. And imagine these kids that with my, that's a, that's a, she's going to pull up things she does. She's going to pull up two clips during this uh, of like things that are going to illustrate her point. Meanwhile, I love two chains attitude. Just like, Look, this is uh, look, you're being, yeah, look, yeah, calm. Cool, you're being wrong. Well, yeah. and it's just, and it's she's gone on so many of these tirades with weed. Like she's argued with so many people that have come on her, come on her show and destroyed her. Oh, she as looks far like a total as like she this. looks like a jackass the entire yeah. time with no facts whatsoever. No. Again, just throwing wild accusations at the wall and waiting for th- something to stick. <laughs> right. It is insane. It is insane, but I will say I love her. I think she's fucking yeah. hilarious. Like this is the best, and I question if this is a persona. Yeah, if this is is a if this is a persona, could you imagine if she was just like your mom or my mom? She was just this wonderful lady, and she was just like, I know how to capitalize on this system, and I am just going to be this crazy woman. But they have to keep me on TV. Yeah, like because she she makes a lot of money. It's like Bill O'Reilly. You think Bill O'Reilly really is that extreme? Exactly. What do you think? You think he's that much of an asshole? Is there a possibility that this is all? a shtick yeah i mean there's definitely a possibility that's shtick for sure i mean i well and this one it seems like she is seeing that pot is going to be legalized like it's becoming way more accepted in the mainstream i mean like she's losing it's not even that she's losing i think she just thinks like oh i could be on the opposite side of this and i could get people to come out and argue with me for a year okay you know what i mean it's like it's a calculated move she she knows what the fuck's going on right because this is like money in the bank she could do this every week uh, Nancy right. Grace, please come on the show. By the way, oh god, I, uh-huh. I would love, I would love to take talk to Brian Wilson's seat. Uh, she's or probably Joey's. in New York all the time. <laughs> she's probably here all the time. Yeah. Um, let's continue this clip because it just gets okay. better and better. Okay, so don't throw me in that pot and stew me. What I'm saying <laughs> is, legalizing pot yeah. ends up in stories like this, uh, and, and you, with so many people looking up to you advocate legalization of pot and and i don't get it. i mean i've seen video of you smoking a big fat doobie <laughs> <laughs> i know what you say in your songs but 
when you hear stories like the mom and the dad on the front porch, the baby dies in a fire, <coughs> then um, th so then my next story, uh, everybody, that's 2 Chain's Twitter account. That's him. That they're showing 2 Chain smoking a fucking gigantic a blunt. huge blunt. That's Giant. Like With a like double. eight chains on. Yeah, he looks happy. Smoking pot. And uh, while yeah. I have you... Why the two chains? Just curious. <laughs> is, is this not like a Saturday Night Live That's clip where so she's just funny. rambling? She's like, what's with the two chains? She couldn't it's, control it's, herself. This seems like Bill Hader impersonating Nancy Grace talking to two chains right. on SNL. But it's totally but it's her. 100% her. Uh, two chains was obviously my um, second time, you know, coming around as far as a rapper. My first name was Titty Boy, but the name came <laughs> from an internal... Uh, Thing with my mom, me being an only child, me being a spoiled brat. Go ahead. Oh. Oh, no, no. He's, he's, he's about to get it right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Me being breastfed, so the whole family called me Titty. But then when it was time <laughs> for me to really go out here and make a name for myself, um, I figured like two chains could significant um, could obviously mean this would be my second chance, and then one chain being who I am, and another chain basically being what I thrive to be. So That's it good. has a little deeper meaning. You know, meaning in one of your lyrics, jury. you say, this "I don't fear death or dying." I only fear not trying. And yeah. some of your lyrics are so... <laughs> she puts up the lyrics to, I do it, and the, the line is, that pussy pop like pyro, and she know I'm a pothead. That pussy like a pothole, which doesn't make any sense. But yeah, doesn't even rhyme. That is one gross <laughs> vagina. Uh, Brian, would you like to hit us with a quick freestyle real quick? Oh, you got to throw me a beat, man. Keeping it street, man. Having sex with a sheep, man. I'm like a Jew keeping it who? I don't know what to do. Sorry, I'm done. Uh, Brian is Jewish, incidentally. We just yeah. want to throw that out yeah. there. And he uh, he always throws Jew into his Yeah, picture. I don't He's know. A, it's just a it's complex I have. When Brian came into the office today, I said, hey, what's up, Brian? You're here. I was like, Brian Wilson's here. And he's like, yo, I'm just here keeping it queer. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, <laughs> that's interesting. But not... The thing is, I don't even think about the things I say, so right. I end up saying really stupid shit. <laughs> you're just <laughs> unconscious a, when you're doing yeah, it. It's, it's, it's really But dumb. it's what you expect when you come to know Brian Wilson. Yeah, it's Ladies, true. Titty yep. picks. Titty picks. Incredible, but then other of your lyrics advocates a different kind of lifestyle, a different kind of lifestyle that I don't think you would want little children exposed to. I mean, do you have children? I have two beautiful little girls, and I'm a great father. I just feel like you know everybody. What, Joey? I, I Joey's really just like gesturing can't... at me. You could just start talking. I'll pause it. Okay, I, I I can't really stand when people bring up the "Do you have the children?" thing. He's not writing music for the children. No, he's just writing music. He's writing music. Well, and one thing I also wanted to bring up, which he's bringing up now, there is um, there's a doc. It's like a short documentary about him, and about like his his coming up. And as we mentioned, he he didn't come up till way later. So he's you're like, actually a, a fan of Two Chains. I'm you, a you huge like fan of this guy's deal. Yeah, okay. yeah. And there's a whole thing about how he was very poor for most of his life. Like we said, he didn't become popular till he was like 39. He's a multimillionaire now, and that's great. But he had these two daughters, and he is basically like, when you watch the documentary, he is like the best dad in the world. Right. Well, like, he seems he, like a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, like he's like a nice guy. But And I know like they say, well, they can make the documentary to like look like he's... No. Like, this dude just, like, cares about his daughters more than anything. He's in their life. He's on tour. But, like, their moms still are, like, in the picture. And, like, it's just, like, he's, like, a great dude. And it's, and I like to see him on things like this because, you, you get know, to see that side fuck of Nancy yeah. Grace. <laughs> All right, here we go. Should basically take care of their own. You have kids, too, as well, right? 
So it's about governing your own household. It's about um, taking oh. care of your own property. It's about having some kind of structure in anything. Any I drug. hear you. I hear <laughs> you. Did you say <laughs> property? Why are you yelling at him? You is this. This is so hard People to listen to. People listen to you. And while yeah. you may be able to get high and your children are kept away from that and they're not growing up like that is my guess is my hope other people <coughs> don't have the advantages that you have okay liz show me the video of jessica gamble <coughs> out of ohio this mom look at this two chains this mom making her two-year-old child smoke pot watch this wait i want you to watch this is a shitty person yeah wait but that's what he says Look at this baby. <laughs> That's what I was telling you earlier about trying to classify her as uh, something that we would all do once we would smoke a joint. I feel like she was irresponsible. I feel like she was a bonehead. That was an imbecile <laughs> move. Anybody it's that an loves their kid yeah. definitely knows not to put them in harm's way, and that's what she did. So I don't agree with that at all. I mean, she may have mental issues. It may be something deeper than a joint, I believe. Well, Great you point. know what? Nice. There's so yeah. There is something deeper than a joint, and that's well put. <laughs> yeah, great point. That's well, well put. Only a psychopath would make their two-year-old child smoke weed. Of course. Okay. Can that we, has nothing to do with weed. Can we say on the podcast who smokes weed here and who doesn't? Sure. Okay. I do. Joey? I have in the past. Joey has in the past. We have some good stories about that. I I smoke marijuana, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I Yeah. Do you? Oh, I thought you didn't. I didn't for about three years, but literally, it was back in that room in. Oh, the, the other in, night. Yeah, in a couple. No, a couple like like a month ago. I just I lost my job, and I was like, "Fuck!" I hated that job anyway. I'm gonna go back to smoking some weed every now and then. Okay, cool. I got there my. You go. And look, and look yeah. where you are. You're on the podcast. You're doing great. And I got my vaporizer pen. Oh shit! Yeah, Dad. Uh, all but right. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So I think we can all agree that in. The one thing that bothers me about this interview is he's not really going at her like I would, and I get like I appreciate his calm, cool perspective, but right. just kind of the way he's voicing it, I would be like I would just be a little more like, okay, that's obviously a crazy person. You can't sit here and judge every person who smokes marijuana by one crazy woman who makes her two-year-old smoke pot and then videotapes it and puts it on the internet. Right. Well, he he she shows another clip and he gets into it a little more. And then at the end, he like messes with her a little bit. And it's pretty funny. It so. seems like such fucking manufactured bullshit. Well, though, it right? is, but that's what we're saying. I yeah, mean, it is, yeah. but I just think it's so funny because... All right, well, it's, I just think it's funny. Because yeah. what she's... That, meanwhile, under, under her, it says, Mommy gets tot high. <laughs> so tot, another... yeah, another, Tot! Another tot. John Mulaney joke. What about the tots? Teens, teens perv touch tots. <laughs> Doing is child abuse. And what I'm trying to say to you is that if this is legalized, then mm -hmm. everybody is going to have unlimited access to pot. And unlike other people that are responsible, irresponsible child abusers are going to have um, free access. I'm not sure if you know, but everybody has uh, the ability to get their hands on pot right now, whether it's legal <laughs> or not. I just feel like if you legalize this particular drug, it could cut out certain um, things in the, in the um, criminal justice system as like far what? as the overcrowding of prisons, as far as... Um, 
putting us on our criminal record to prevent us from getting loans, prevent us from getting uh, homes. Um, well, just the whole thing around that, recreational weed is not making any sense if to me. If you want to qualify we'll for in a, a home, we'll live then in why don't you a, just uh, not smoke pot? Right now, we got to try to find ways on getting out. So I figure if we got half of the states legalizing pot, if the rest of the community legalizes pot, that frees up taxpayers' money. That allows us to do something with this extra funds as far as fixing everything from I don't a know what you're saying about freezing, freeing up so I'm taxpayers' now money. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to be willfully ignorant about everything. I can't infer. I'm just going to yell at you. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? Two times. Did they not tell your agent, I'm here to yell at you? (laughs) Pot. (laughs) Danger. I bet you they fuck after this. Two uh, chains probably put a deep dick in into As Nancy soon Grace. as the clip ends, she's like, I love you, two chains. She's chines. like, you will fuck the tits off me. I, I love that black means. dick inside of me. Feels good. Hey, take it easy, Brian Wilson. Yeah, that's racist or something. What? <laughs> for me, I'm a, for me, I'm a taxpayer, okay? And I have one example. For me, I'm a taxpayer. My yeah. bus get pulled over, and they say they smell weed like they do all the time, okay? They find a grind <laughs> Which on you know why they point. smell weed on that bus. Big tour bus problem, though. Yeah, yeah. With like all, I know a couple of people in. What's happened to Little Wayne? Every no, every single bus that gets pulled over, which they don't too often. Every single bus that gets pulled over, they say they smell. Yeah, weed. of course. Keep well, going. it's the easiest thing to and do. And we and they want to check IDs. Right. That's the biggest thing. That's how they get on the bus and smell the weed. Zero one of residue inside of it. Okay, they lock me up. They strip me. They try, and then they find out I'm a rapper, and they want to know how fine is Nicki Minaj. They want to take pictures, <laughs> yeah. and they want to let me go. They obviously charge me with point zero one. I go to I go to court. I go to trial, and then they say, "You pack your own bags. Is this your grind?" Well, I got in. How did they not know he was a rapper when they pulled him over on the tour bus? Great point. Keep going. I tell them no. Well, who pack your bags? They find out my security does it. They drop my case, and then they pick it up on my security, who obviously beats the case. If that's not a waste of taxpayers' time and money, I don't know what it is. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I see your point. That was pretty good. I don't know what it is. Listen, two chains, that was cogent. (laughs) <laughs> and I have nothing to say. Why Why are you making great arguments? You're a rapper. I'm a strong white southern woman. Right, he doesn't smoke weed. You do. I'm better. Why are you being high, He's probably high right he's now. He's probably high as shit. You don't think he smoked weed in spite of this whole interview? Right. I think he did. I'm disagreeing with you that that was a big, big to-do about finding what one joint. But what I'm talking to you about... Okay, fine. It wasn't even a joint. The point <laughs> is still the same. Wasn't even a joint. Complete waste of my money and time. What I'm talking to you about is something different. Now, I know you don't want to see this because it's not fitting with your argument. All right? And what you're saying is not fitting with my argument. All right? Liz, <laughs> Isn't the point show of an him. Argument? <laughs> uh, let's yes. go with Crystal Weber. I love that she just has a Rolodex of like fucked up video clips of like kids getting uh, abused. Why don't you go after those people instead of fucking arguing with two chains about whether weed's okay? Newsflash, it is okay. It's fine. Everybody's fine that smokes it. I think, Andy, I don't know how you feel about it. I think probably maybe wait till you're like 18, probably ideally, to, to start what? smoking. Uh, like I know people do, but I think that I started smoking when I was 15. Okay. I think that's 16. a little young, frankly. I, I want to. Yeah. Uh, this is actually something I think about very often with a uh, with a uh, past of addiction and everything. Um, I wish I would have started way later. 
I right. wish I, I would have. And even starting it all, I, I, I'm not mad at the fact that I smoke pot. I do it to this day, uh, doing it right now, <laughs> to be honest. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Uh, well, that picture. Um, okay. Well, it's and, <laughs> anyway, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's not something I'm proud of at all. Um, and I think a big problem, and one thing I hear going to meetings and with things about a lot of addicts is that we all start very young, right? And whether it's um, we start uh, smoking cigarettes when we're like fourteen, um, we start stealing alcohol. You know, you get alcohol from somebody when you're in high school, and uh, you start drinking. And then it and then while smoking pot is normally the first thing right. that that's always there. That's the first thing when you're like 13, 14 and you just and I'm not saying pot's a gateway drug. I know a lot. It, an addict is going to be an addict. It just that, happens to be the drug that you'll get first. It's, it's not a right. gateway drug. Well, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm not trying to go down this whole thing, but I no. just want to bring this up real quick because I haven't got to talk about it. Is an addict is going to be an, an is going to be an addict, and I don't believe in um in you know saying one drug is a gateway drug. That's not the case. Um, but yes, I I do wish I would have started way later, and because I feel I would have if I was more mature when I had when I had started smoking marijuana, I feel like I would have um, been able to make that leap in my head of, okay, I can just do this. I'm going to drink alcohol, hopefully later, like when I'm towards 21, and be a, a more well-adjusted person as opposed to being a very young person who's exposed to an alternative way of thinking and can't... Um, and you don't have the experience to differentiate it that. Don't yeah. have the experience to differentiate that and say that this isn't always a good thing. Right. The two quick points I'll make about it, because I agree with you, I don't think it's a gateway drug either, but the the younger you start smoking it, I think has the only negative effect that I think that I've seen in people that have started smoking younger is that their memory can be affected by it a little bit. Like, yeah, that's, that's definitely Because your brain is developing, so it's like it can have like a little bit yeah. of an effect. And I don't well, have a good memory. Any type, any type of smoking. A very good friend of mine has a shit memory. In any yeah. type of smoking can be affected by... Um, right. The, by, uh, the, the other point about it is I feel like memory. if you start... Like pot is... De- pot weed is demonized like from a young age people are in like dare programs or whatever you smoke it you go yeah. oh this is there's nothing wrong with it then you start thinking well what else did they said is yeah, bad that isn't bad lying, that's sort of how it can lead to to other stuff um anyways so yeah okay so fair point let's finish up this uh two chains uh yeah. clip real quick a mom and her friends giving the two-year-old daughter pot and letting the kid smoke pot Okay, everybody is not responsible to change. Everybody should have free access to go get pot like you get orange juice at the grocery store. Like you order it up like a pizza. Look I, I at this child. I don't, alcohol, my, alcohol, I don't even give my that daughter uh, a, a drink, caffeine, at two Me years either. old. I feel like it may be too strong for them. So, I mean, that's just something that you have to govern in your own household. Look, look, Everyone look, look, knows that look, this is obviously wrong. Look. Look! 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 She's showing a video of a kid that smoked, and he's got like a motorcycle helmet on. He's just like kicking his feet on a bed. It's it's pretty funny. That's just a bad parent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing to do with weed. No, that could have been anything. That could have been PCP or meth or whatever. It has nothing to do with. That's not going to happen more if it's legal. No, no, it's gonna no. It's just a hilarious way to go about an argument. Yes. 
It's just a fucked up crazy person who would do that to their children. Uh, of course. You're looking at the camera. Look at the monitor. Two, meanwhile, two chances is like smirking because he's watching the video and it's funny. See that shot? <laughs> Wait, hold on, Jay. Let's just get now through it. This kid we'll... may need marijuana when he's about 16 because he may, you know, have some other things going on. But obviously, you know, two <laughs> I years old. I don't even old. know what you're talking about. Now, let's just talk about you for a minute. You know what you I'm talking about. You went to college. You went to college on a sports scholarship, did you not? Yes, and I'm very intelligent and 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 smoking pot for me. Can I get back to you in high school when you, you were can. 16 and you <coughs> were on a basketball scholarship as I recall? Yeah. Were you were you using pot then? Uh uh-uh, I was I was I was selling You're pot. You were an then. athlete. Yeah, oh. I was oh. selling pot then. <laughs> and would you want your children to do that? Nah, but it was a means. And why for me. is that? It was a way of living. It was a way of living why for me. Why don't you want your children to do it, man? Because <laughs> um, I can't listen to this. Selling wow. pot and smoking pot are two different things. Of course, he wouldn't want his kids to be fucking drug dealers. He's a millionaire. Like they don't have to do that. No. And he. All right. Which, well, whatever. That's the end which of the argument. Which she completely basically. ignored. Yeah, she has. No Why interest. would you have to do that? You're a very. You come from one of the poorest towns in Alabama. Right. Why would you have to sell weed? And yeah. why wouldn't you want your millionaire children to do right, that? Right. <laughs> and, and that's how he ends it. He's just like because I paid the price that my kids don't have to pay now. Exactly. That's how he ends. Hove did that. Uh, how fucking fun is that interview? I mean, it's annoying, but it's also fun. I I love uh, it. I can't. I can't even give it like a real look because it's so fucking ridiculous. Get up on that mic, Brian Wilson. I'm getting up on that mic. You know what I'm saying? It's just so. It's, <laughs> her her arguments are so dumb, and and her voice doesn't help. No, Come on, no, that doesn't. really doesn't help. That, now no. I'm just discounting everything you're saying because you sound like an idiot. Right. Um, all right, guys. So look, we got through a lot of stuff there. Uh, Joe, you got any final thoughts on this uh, this debate? Yeah, I I'm kind of wondering why the parents are doing it. Are they doing it for a kid for themselves, or are they just trying to get the views up on the? Who, the parents in the video that she showed where they're getting the kids high. Yeah, they're just dumb. They yeah. probably yeah, but why tape it? Because you're going because an extra step. They're dumb. Fucking idiot. Yeah, people. they they're like proud of what they're doing. They're stupid. But that has nothing to do with fucking weed being legalized. Weed, of course, should be legalized. It's it's insane. It's not dangerous at all. Do you know how much weed you'd have to smoke in an hour to kill you? Hey, it's impossible. Two tons. <laughs> two two yeah. tons uh, <laughs> Two tons of weed Dang down uh, Alright so That's what I had to get through here um, I don't know I feel like it's going to be An awkward transition Brian uh, has a couple of Like great stories That we wanted to get into I, I don't know if we're, uh, I mean Do we have time? I mean we got some time Yeah okay. Got a little bit of time here uh, I know that Joey had some Some things that he wanted to bring up Maybe we Push them to next week. Do you yeah, have we can push them off. Do you have anything that's super critical to go into right now? No, I kind of want to hear some of the stories. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, one of the things that we've come to know and love about Brian Wilson is that he's always got a great story. <laughs> yeah, uh, always. Always. And it's always something new and interesting. And you brought a couple of stories, I think, to the table today. What What would you like to talk what, about? Do you want to talk about the time that I went to an Asian massage parlor? Yeah, I'd like the that. The rub and tug story is good. I also uh, want to get into this REM sleep disorder you have. All right, let me just start off with the Asian thing. Okay. Uh, it was my 22nd birthday. Okay, uh-huh. let's just, can we give a little background on you, Brian? What, yes. Uh, like, let's talk about sexual experience background. Uh, I had, I have very limited, I mean, yeah, I lost my virginity when I was like 17. And you're not mad about talking about this. 
No, I don't like, care. Yeah, okay. Because like that's the thing about Brian is that we've come to know is he's very forthcoming with everything. That's my problem. I'm way too that, honest. I'm like this with women, and they don't like that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, okay, maybe. But I think once you find the right girl, she's going to be really into it because I think she's going to be able to find how Thanks, awesome Mom. it is, how forthcoming you are. But yeah, that's the thing about Brian. He's, he has all these great stories. They're kind of unbelievable, but he's so like forthcoming and honest about it. It's just, it's amazing. And so... So, yeah, I mean, I don't have that much. I mean, in the sex I've had, anyone's people will be like, have you ever had good sex? I'm like, no, definitely not. It never had good sex. I don't know what right. that even feels like. Uh, I'm just going to keep it real. Anyway, so my experience was very limited. Right. Um, so I went to this Asian massage parlor because my friend. Where? Uh, it was on, well, it was. No, in, no not, not exactly yeah, no. where, but. It was in. It was in New in, York City. In New York City, okay. yeah. Classy place. My friend had recommended it. Um. He so I, I originally wanted to go shooting that day because it was my birthday, but it's very hard to do that in New Jersey. So I was like, "All right, well, I guess I'll just get jerked off. It sounds better." Right. So I go there. Somebody's touching the trigger today. Oh, got him. <laughs> um. So anyway, I go there. It's a very kind of classy place. I'm I'm in the uh, I'm in the shower room. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm like. I'm there with, a, there's another guy in there and I'm just like very nervous and I'm asking him, I'm like, uh, excuse me, sir, like, what, 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 uh, what do I do here? And he's like, oh, it's your first time? He, he was like this business guy. He was like, yeah, it's the first time. I was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, okay. He was like, you just go in there and go take a shower and then they go to the shower lady and then they'll, they'll take care of you. And I was like, okay. So I go into the shower room with my boxers on because I don't <laughs> even realize that you're supposed to be naked. In a shower. Yeah, and I was like, because <laughs> I've never showered with, like, other men before. Right. And I was just like, oh, okay, this is obviously wrong. So I go, Wait, so you have to shower with other dudes in the room? There didn't happen to be any guys while I was in there. But there could be. There could be, but yeah. it's like communal stalls. It's like, like a communal own, shower. Yeah. So you're all just there like, all right, guys, we're all getting jerked off. Like, nobody. It's like look a spot. Nobody look at each other like, we're all just going to do this. So yeah. let me ask you this. That's a great point. Are people, everybody in there, they are all trying to get a... Uh, a little bit of hand release at the end, or they're there Absolutely. for just their... Okay, so they, everybody they are, knows Everyone the deal. knows the deal. They okay. know the deal. All right. So I, I go in there. I take a shower. Very uncomfortable. I go into the sauna. There's another guy in there. I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Like, I try to make small talk. Very. I don't even like saunas. I'm uncomfortably <laughs> hot. Right. I'm just Jewish. Can't take it. I come out. <laughs> I go into... I go into... I'm trying to figure out where to go next. I don't even know where to go. I see a little opening, and I go through that, and there's like a, a table where... Uh, there's like this hot Latina woman, and she's like, "All right, get on that table." And I'm like, "Okay." And I get, she's like, "Take your clothes off, or take your towel off, or whatever." So I take it off. She puts me on the table, and she like starts scrubbing me down, like with soap and water, and it feels fantastic. And she's hot, and I'm just like, "I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this." But <laughs> goddamn, no, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking, you know what? At least I'm not the worst looking piece of shit that they have to deal with every True. day. True. No, you know, you're, like, you're that has guy. to be a good thought. I'm like yeah. not. I'm not horrible. You know, like I'm okay. You're a very handsome guy. Yeah, you're a good looking. Oh, dude. Great personality. That. Wonderful, wonderful person. So anyway, she kind of scrubs like the inside of your butt too. It was like weird. <laughs> oh, she got in there for you. She really got in there. She got in there deep, and I was like, I like this girl. <clears throat> anyway, she puts a bathrobe on you, and then she walks you out into the hallway where there's like four Asian women that are like uh, in uh, like white shirts and white jeans. And uh, one comes up to me. She's like, oh, hello. How are you doing? Good to talk. Is she good attractive? To 
She was pretty cute. She was yeah. not. I'm not generally into Asian girls. I'm gonna no, keep. I, I'm actually not either. Yeah, I, I'm generally not. I mean, I like Indian girls. To be okay. honest with you, I like All those right. very much. That's yeah. Uh, I not, watched the movie The Internship recently, uh, which I don't even know why. It's it's okay. It's like it's a cute film, but the uh, the Indian chick that's like part of their group, very hot. Yeah, if in, I could, uh, yeah, Indian like girls can be hot and do that growling boy thing i would do it what do you mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you have to explain Chris, it, hit it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i'm I, I go to the hallway she she like takes my hand and she's like oh you're my first customer of the day you're my first customer and oh, i'm just getting first. and i'm just like I'm that's like, good right that's got to make you feel decent right i'm like oh okay i mean it was like 12 p.m. She's been working there for eight years. Yeah. But. <laughs> so she she takes me upstairs. It's a very nice, classy place. We go into one of these rooms. I'm I'm nervous. I don't know what I'm doing. I like. She's like, okay, you can lay down. Um, and I I put my. It's like a, a massage table with the face, you know, kind of cut out thing. Sure. But I I'm so nervous that I just like kind of plop down face down but my face isn't in the hole and there's like a sheet over it so i'm like having a hard time breathing but i'm so nervous i just don't want to move i just don't want to be like ungrateful or whatever so i'm just like she's like uh you can uh, move your head a, a little higher and i'm just like okay thank you thank you so anyway she starts to like give me a massage and uh i'm i'm naked and it feels it feels good, you know. Is she getting deep in there? No, she's not. I could I could do use some deep pressure, but she's like a little Asian girl. But that's not what you're here for. It's not what I was there for. Anyway, the whole time I'm just thinking like, like you know, when's it going to happen? I, I don't know. I'm I just, I'm just so in my head, yeah, so neurotic. But that's something that you you've expressed. That's an issue all the time. You're, yeah, I'm you're always in my head. head. And then like, so it, it it goes for like I'd say forty minutes or so, and then she like she's like. You want to turn over? And oh, I was just wow. like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> and she like lowers the lights a little bit, and then she like grabs like a bottle of lotion. Oh, that is disgusting! Because oh, that's exactly what it that sounded so like. Gross! That I'm was, just like the sound effect king today. That, that, was, was, that was really good. Oh shit! <laughs> Which all go concurrently. That's great. <laughs> yes. um, so anyway, she starts to she starts to jerk me off, and I am like. It feels. Are you struggling? Here's my question. You're struggling to get hard. You're excited no, about this. I am no, not you're, struggling to get it hard. Here's my question. You're six to midnight. You're ready to go. Yeah. My mom listens to this show. My oh, mom does too. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> Look, they're supportive. What do you? What do you want? Yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. Listen, right. listen. Well, I'm not it. meeting your parents then. Right, fuck it. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> I thought. We what's could your mom's be best name? Friends, but I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. <laughs> now I feel weird. No, man. don't feel weird. No, right, no, no, whatever. I'm, I'm already I'll in tell the thick her not of it. To listen to this episode. So anyway, I'm in the thick of it, and she's jerking me off, and it's feeling amazing. This girl knows what she's doing. A professional. Yeah. She's a professional, and I'd never. You've been with girls that jerked you off before. It's like it's a joke. It's like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Oh no, it's never a good thing. It's always it always is kind of that like it's like I could do this side better. joke thing of them just being like if you're like no 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 that that's not what we're here for. Yeah. Right. So anyway, like it's feeling great, and uh, I I my arm starts to like aut- automatically like go up and like I start touching her like and I'm like oh no this is not, yeah, I, I don't no, think no. you're supposed yep. to do this but I couldn't stop it was like an automatic. Is response. she naked? No, no, she was she was close. She's fully close. She was fully. Close. What is she wearing? She's wearing like a white t shirt, white pants. Okay, yeah, white jeans and I, white jeans. 
I, this is I, Miami Vice. All right, good. <laughs> anyway, so what about all the cum that goes everywhere? Oh, that's uh, probably why they wear it. white. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. yeah. What are they no, gonna wear? Black? Stain, no, but a cum stain is gonna show up on anything. Oh, you know what? I but think... at least on white, if she's wearing a black outfit and somebody comes around, always totally white, bro. Dude, I forgot a key element. Before she jerked me off, she put a piece of paper towel on my stomach. Oh, oh. for the shot. Yeah. For yeah, the shot. She was prepared. Smart. Yeah. So I started touching her. I'm like, oh, no. So it is a classy place. I never use paper towel because you can't flush it. Ah, uh, no. Nah. What are you going to do? Throw it out? You got to use tissues. Yeah, you just got to eat it. Or all. just go for it. Yeah. Uh, just anyway. Fucking scoop it up and eat no. it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what you do, I mean, I started to touch her. And I'm joking, started. Andrew. I'm joking. The only thing I could think was like, oh, my God, there's going to be a dude who, like, comes out of here like with a katana and like chops my dick off. And I know that's racially insensitive, but no, whatever. No, it's not. It's fine. It's a... Um, but a very real fear at that moment. And I was just like, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I, I couldn't stop. And then I ejaculated and it was like a white light just enveloped me and it, I felt like Jesus Christ himself as a Jew. And I felt great. I was like, oh my God. She was like... She's like, he, she pointed at my dick. She's like, he betty happy now. Is that really what she said? <laughs> oh, really? my God. Phenomenal. She, and she was also saying kind of. I think maybe we call the episode, he, he very, very happy, happy now. now yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> anyway, she she also was saying some very stereotypical shit like, oh, you like that fucky? You like, like, yeah, literally. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? I'm not kidding you. And I was like, oh, no, like, this is too stereotypical, but I'm loving it because you're jerking me off. That's so, amazing. So well, that's not okay. So that's that's not even a stereotype. Then that's proven oh, like scientifically. That's real. Anyway, so why she, would she say fucky? <laughs> she said fucky. She really did say fucky. Anyway, so I'm feeling amazing. I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. And she like says to me, she's like, "You good customer. You don't talk dirty to me like a other customer. You not a drunk. You not a mean to me." Oh, that's Aww. so sweet. And, but okay, but See, then she was like, "Very sweet man." But then she was like. But remember, when you go downstairs, you pay. Uh, I don't get none of that money, so you have to pay me different. And here oh. is where things take a turn. turn yeah. for wait, I was what? feeling fantastic. So I go downstairs. I take. Well, a- wait, but did you not realize that you would potentially have to tip this person? That's I did realize you had to tip, but I didn't. Earlier in the day, I was researching massages, just regular massages, and they were like 20% gratuity right. is expected. Different story. Yeah, and that's uh, I fucked up. So yeah. anyway... <laughs> I go downstairs, take a shower, feeling great. For 10 minutes, feeling amazing. Then I go to the front desk. I pay with the lady. I pay with my credit card so I can get rewards points. <laughs> there was a $5 extra fee. Uh-huh. But you know what? I, I still 5% wanted... cash back on hand jobs. That's, <laughs> That's how Jewish I am. I, I wanted the rewards points. Anyway, she, the girl, I, I think her name was like Alicia or whatever uh-huh. name they gave her at the sex slave shop. Um, <laughs> Uh, she she comes up with like a little baggie that says like it, it like a little pouch that says Alicia on it, uh-huh. and she like comes up. She's like looking at me with like pleading eyes, and I'm just I'm like, oh okay. And so, I, but I don't know how much to tip. Well, we we you've told us this story before. We've and debated I said, over this, but topic I said immediately fifty dollars. Yeah, off, well, you got to be fifty to a hundred dollars. Well, okay, tell tell the, the story, thing. and then I, I'll give you my point. I guess because I'm so cheap, and I was nervous, and I was kind of caught a little bit off guard, just the way it was happening. And I heard about the twenty percent gratuity. I just gave her twenty dollars, which is mm, really yeah. low now. Well, that, how much was the? Hundred dollars. Okay, so it's a hundred. Bu- oh, right. So okay, twenty percent. Right. Okay. So yeah, I, it's got to be at least fifty to me. I, that's ho- that's horrible. First of all, it's horrible. Did I, you and you gave her more, right? No. Here's oh. the. Here's oh, the, I thought you gave her forty. 
No, here's the thing is I got nervous. She looked at me with these eyes. Like she she took the, the money in her hand and she kind of went like she She was looking went, for a, a 20 and a 10. Just to see if there was just to see if there was more than one bill. And right. she realized it was one bill and she was just like staring at me in my eyes. And I was just like, oh my God. I, I just was so, so. Why wouldn't you just hand her more money? I don't know. I don't know what. I just got so nervous. I just left. See, that's. Okay, but how long were you there staring at her for before you turned and left? Not that long. Not that long. Like, I, you made eye contact with her, realized she realized that it was only 20 bucks, and then you were like, I, I was go, so uncomfortable. Was I should have given her more money, and I, and I immediately felt so did bad. You, did you have more money on you? That's the sad part, is I definitely did. So why didn't, oh, you, why didn't you just take like another 220s out of your wallet and give it to her? Maybe because I'm cheap. I don't know. Is that what it is? I don't is think that's what it is. you being inherently I cheap? I don't, I don't believe, believe that. that. No, though. I don't believe that. No, I don't know. I, I really just got nervous, I think. Cause yeah. I, I would, I'll tip like. But but wouldn't <laughs> but if you I, I don't know just me personally if I was nervous I would overpay somebody probably yeah yeah sure you know or you you look she knows she's in the game she knows what's going on you go listen uh, yeah. I don't know what the appropriate thing is she tells you yeah, and she'll give you, you an go idea. under by ten. Right. There you she, go. Because she's going to tell you over by twenty probably. Uh, it, you know it's a beautiful f- advice. Saddest part was like I. I was feeling great for 10 minutes and then I underpaid her and then I was just like the rest of the day I immediately like texted my brother and I was just like I feel so dirty <laughs> and he was like why because you got a erotic you know a hand job and I was like no because I didn't tip her enough man I'm just an <laughs> asshole I'm just like a stereotypical Jew fuck he's like don't worry why about it why don't you it. go back to Alicia or whatever yeah I can't I could never face her again and you know yeah. what's the, the best part though That's is a good thing about rubbing tugs yeah she's probably <laughs> dead by now oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> God. What happened oh. to her? No. Oh my God. So I am so sorry. The, no, that's that's the solid. best part was after that, I got in my car and I drove to my grandma's house for birthday dinner. And I had dinner with my grandma. What and a she great probably day. she probably slipped you a five. I told her in that I, I got a massage. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Yeah, I got a massage today. It was great. <laughs> It was fantastic. Just leave the part out where she jerks you off, you know? Right, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, you just leave that part out. Now, let me ask you this question, because we've had, we had Jared Fried on this podcast. We had him give advice to Joey about his dating life, things like this. Yeah, you two need to team up, by Do the way. you two want to, yeah, A, become like buddies and go on misadventures? Should Joey go get a, an erotic massage, do you think? Um, he, well, I did. Would you, you'd recommend it. Are you talking about great. a prostitute or just what I just got? Well, listen, I mean, if prostitute, prostitute, we're going to start, want, because, we're gonna start <laughs> slow. Well, Joey, would you be interested in getting a, a, a rub and tug? I think that would be something I could look into. Yeah. Okay. It's honestly, if, if you tip enough money, like, and you don't feel guilty like me, it's a it's a very good experience. Just make sure you tip, Joey. That's I don't it. think Joey would give one. I mean, I shit, feel frankly, <laughs> if he didn't tip, he'd just be like, "Thanks for the hand job, honey." Bye. I mean, I realize that these girls could <laughs> definitely be sex trafficked. I I hope to God they are. Not. No, they oh. are. Don't like sit here and be like, I hope they're not. They are. They're I don't not think working. all of them are. I think that's racist. No. I think it's stereotypical. You think they're dude, all of them? You know how many like, hard copy 2020 episodes I watch about sex slaving in America? It's a horrible problem. Okay, then then I'm a piece of shit. I, 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 <coughs> especially I in New York City. Especially really? in New York I don't think Alicia was sex trafficked. I think she was there of her own volition. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, she probably, you're right. She probably has kids and a husband. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably <laughs> awesome. Phenomenal. I, I, don't, I don't condone it. I'm just saying it's something I've done. You know what I'm saying? Listen. I would say, Joey, I would go for it. Um, it's an experience. You'll feel cleansed uh, afterwards as long as you tip enough money. I could never do it. 
I could do it. I have a girlfriend. I'm not going to do it. I've actually had this conversation. You could do it? No, 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 no. I've actually had this conversation with her where I'm like, like to me, it just seems like, yeah, that's the logical conclusion to a massage. And I was like, I don't look at it as cheating. I was like, that's not cheating. I was like, you could go. I was like, you could go do one. She's like, first of all, fucking disgusting. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, no. God. So you would be okay with if she went and got a massage and some dude fingered her yep. at the end of it? Yeah, just got her off. Sure. It's the massage. Yeah. Yes. And I've said that I mean it. And she was like, ew, that's disgusting. And I was I like, yeah, that's of very course. progressive of you. It's extremely yeah. progressive. It, it is extremely and progressive, she but I is don't not into that idea. believe for a second that if you had to see that. Why would I have to see it? She's not going to have to see my finish either. Okay. It's a total. It's, it just I'm wouldn't. In the thing. It, yeah. Okay. So well, would I rather be a Swedish hot Swedish girl? Yes, I would. But if it was a guy, well, it is what it is. You're saying a guy jerking you off? No, not me. No. I'm saying, <laughs> uh, 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 can I? Can I have Hans, please? <laughs> I'm requesting Hans. Uh, anyway, so that's a fucking great story. I think this is informative for people. This show got fucking filthy. It's fine. at the it's end nice. of it. No, no, I know it. Yeah, I, I mean, know it's, it's fine. I look at your show. I thought you were going to be more worried about it, but no, no, not at all. Okay I knew. Look, I knew what was coming with this guy. This is great. Yeah, okay. Man. I think it's awesome. a nice way to wrap up the show. We got into hard hitting stuff at the beginning. We got into the pot debate. Nancy Grace, shit's funny. Yeah, and we had a little uh, fun conversation about uh, hand jobs yeah, and whatnot. Man. It was great. I'd just like to promote my band, You yeah, Bread Raptors. It's uh, you can find us at youbreadraptors.com. You Bread Raptors on Twitter. It's uh, cool music. Uh, if you want to hear more, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't ever talk in the band, so you never have to hear my voice again. But uh, it's actually cool. I play the cello. Very cool. Yeah, it is. It's great music. We played Tembler on one of the most recent episodes. Yeah, we did. It's a cello, eight string bass, and a drummer, and it, it is fucking amazing. Like it's a very unique sound, and I think I well, a lot of people gave us good responses. Yeah, absolutely. It already, but I, so. if you haven't checked it but out, yeah, go if check you it out. Haven't go get it. Um, Brian, thanks so much for joining yeah, us. Thank, thank you, buddy. You You'll have to come back. You have a million more stories that we I haven't know. even t- so scratched the Jewish surface. every day. A new one we got at the holiday party two nights ago that he's going to have to come on and tell. Yeah, you'll have to come. It's back. just as good, even better, possibly. Yep. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, soon, February first, video streaming will begin yeah, at Stand Up New York nice. Labs. We'll be on Daily Motion. So when we're recording this, you guys can actually watch a live stream. You could Snapchat us or do whatever. Uh, tweet us, email us, so we'd actually be able to like talk and possibly even have a phone set up, uh, which we might be doing. So we keep can. your eyes peeled for that. We're going to end this thing with a 2 chain song that Andy's going to pick in a little bit. I don't know what song it's going to be, but we'll do it. Um, Listen. Ah, oh, we kind of got obligated to that. No, yeah, we'll do Let's it. Let's just do that's 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 No, I have a song I like by it. It was like actually like his first first or second hit song. I forget the exact name of it, but you guys will listen to it. It's fucking good. Oh, we never did the rap battle parody. I really don't think we have time. Damn we completely it. forgot. I know. That's 100% we will do that on the next episode. Okay. I'm sorry. Unless No, no, it's fine. I just hope it does Never mind. No, it's fine. Okay. Oh, what? You think it's going to like go out Just of be like, yeah, like not. that's not funny anymore. We've all seen that. It doesn't matter. If we don't get to it, we don't get okay, to it. Okay, no, I'd like to get to it next week. Yeah, I just completely forgot. This episode went, yeah. uh, went way long. It was a lot of fun. This was great. Um, guys, on Snapchat, I'm Man Samp. This guy over here is Brian, B-R-Y-A-N-W-Cello, C-E-L-L-O. 
get in touch with them. Tell them you like the story. Um, you know, whatever. I'm single. Keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Mansamp. This guy's at Joey from Jersey. Jersey with a Z. He's at underscore A underscore Lozy. Uh, do you have a Twitter? Uh, yeah, well, follow us at You Bred Raptors, but also, same thing, Brian W. Cello on Twitter if you want to find me. There you go. Uh, you can find this episode of the podcast and all other episodes of the podcast. Please subscribe on SoundCloud. It's uh, soundcloud.com slash mandatorysampson. You can email us at mandatorysampson at gmail.com. Go on iTunes, uh, maybe write us a review. That'd be cool. I don't care one way or the other, but just another way to listen to this podcast. We're going to end with a 2 chain song. Thank you all for being here. I thought this was a great episode, and uh, we look forward to doing many, many more. We will talk to you all next week. Yeah!